Welcome to Retail in Focus, the Retail Systems podcast. I'm Hannah McGrath, editor of Retail Systems, and today we're going to take a look at the role of real-time information in risk management for retailers. So from changing consumer habits and preferences to the accelerated shift towards e-commerce, the continued and unforeseen impact of the COVID-19 pandemic has completely transformed the risk landscape for retailers. During months of store closures and stop-start lockdowns, retailers have had to build operational resilience and flexibility into their store estate and workforce, whilst ensuring the highest levels of health and safety in-store to keep both customers and employees safe. Meanwhile, the booming e-commerce market has forced retailers to address the constantly evolving risk of cyber and fraud, while events around the globe continue to disrupt supply chains. As a result, those who lack 24-7 visibility can put operational continuity at risk and produce disjointed customer experience with all of the reputational and financial risk that brings. And with shoppers now returning to the high street, businesses must now face the latest dilemma, ensuring that they have real-time oversight of emerging risks across physical and online channels to ensure that they're ahead of events as they occur. To address this influx of pandemic-related risks, Many retailers are turning to on-the-ground information via real-time information platforms, which use AI and machine learning to process billions of data units from thousands of public information sources across the globe to alert them to emerging and sudden threats as they occur. So to explore the impact of these challenges for retailers and possible solutions, I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Helen Sutton, who's Senior Vice President of EMEA and APAC Sales at Dataminer. Welcome to the podcast, Helen. It's great to have you here today. Thanks, Hannah. Pleased to be here. Fantastic. So I'm just going to jump in with our first question, and that's how have the past 18 months changed the risk landscape? And what role has real-time information played for retailers uh, during this very, very tumultuous time? Um, So, yeah, as you said sort of the introduction, uh, the last 18 months has been quite exceptional in terms of change for all of us, but in particular for retailers, actually, just the um, just sort of constant changes that have been brought on and have been cascaded by the pandemic. Um, so if we think about just how fast information um, has been needed, where information has come from, who has needed it, and how quickly it has spread. So you know, what that has done is that's really accelerated the pace of, of risks that retailers are experiencing. So, um, I mean, just as, a, as, a, as an example, you know, we can talk about household names always when we talk about retailers, but, um, you know, my local garden centre, um, family run, but they became an e-commerce site partly through lockdown because they, they, they needed to take orders and do deliveries and then they moved to click and collect. So we've seen everybody from the um, large multi-branch multi retailers from the global ones go through so much, so much change. Uh, having said that, even, even prior to the pandemic, if you think about what's been going on, uh, sort of pure play brick and mortar retailers, they've been going through a lot of challenges that are battling against pure play e-commerce ones. And, um, you know, that has just accelerated. So saw some really interesting data recently from McKinsey showing that actually what's happened over the last 18 months, uh, many consumers are planning to keep that behaviour. So we're still going to see less sort of physical store visits, we're going to see more online shopping. So, you know, if you think about what that means in, in terms of risks, so um, health and safety from the physical side of things, wearing masks, social distancing, contactless and the like, but then bridging through to e-commerce. And 
if you think about all of the change that's been brought through that, you know, when we think about how real-time information and how important that is, the business continuity, especially seeing as things open close and that move to e-commerce, the security posture for each of um, each retailer, if I think about some of our customers um, and how they've been dealing with it, they've absolutely needed real-time information to help them know how to manage staffing for their store openings, you know, how to keep their assets safe while they've not been in use. So um, a lot, a lot going on. It's been, it's been quite an extraordinary time, hasn't it? Yeah, it absolutely has. And, you know, just picking up on the point you made there about Pure Play and bricks and mortars retailers, um, wherever they are and, and whoever they're run by, having to adapt their business models, um, switch to omnichannel and essentially become e-commerce providers overnight, um, just in order to survive, in order to keep their operations running uh, and to do so in a way that's safe for, for both their staff and their customers. So, yes, huge amounts of change and disruption um, over the past 18 months. And just in a wider sense, what, what are the key types of critical risk facing the retail industry today? So, um, so it's a pretty long list, obviously, um, the sort of, you know, risks um, that any enterprise, in particular retail, face. The way we, we look at it at Dataminer, we, um, we sort of group things into four. So operational risk, uh, reputational risk, and then crisis management and cyber risks. So each of those, they bring, they bring different requirements and different um, need for information. So um, if I think about operational we actually, you know, in that protecting their assets and their assets are going to be their stores, the properties that actually um, is, is held within warehousing, is held within their premises. Executive protection, uh, physical security, travel safety. If you remember the days when, when, when people were traveling, obviously, hopefully coming back soon, human health, logistics. So the operational piece is, is a big deal. Um, so I, I touched on opening and closing of stores. You know, uh, we, we, we see customers of ours um, using real-time information to make decisions on whether they should be boarding up their storefronts, for example, if their stores are going to be closed, in particular prime city centre locations, um, to make sure they protect their facilities. And, you know, other operational, I'd love to talk a little bit later about some of the supply chain pieces, you know, we see a lot that's been, um, been changed there. So, um, I mean, one thing I would, would like to say when we talk about critical risks in, in general and retail, one of the things that, um, that we've observed is it's quite important that each department knows um, who owns each of their different risks, because as things evolve very fast and as you do uh, get into a crisis, um, it's critical that all of those four groups of risks need to be brought together and coordinated in a um, in a joint fashion so we really really encourage people to look carefully at uh, if they are siloed how they can communicate and how they how they can come together yeah absolutely and of course um, having the right information uh, in the right place and being delivered to the right people is is key to that communication piece there um, and you mentioned there um, a variety of physical safety and security risks what is the value of real-time information for retailers in overcoming this kind of challenge? And how can the use of uh, real-time information improve reputational risk management? There's obviously been a huge focus on uh, the impact on a brand or a retailer's uh, reputation. Yeah, so, um, so I mean, you know, as, as we all know, information travels at the speed of the internet these days. Um, you know, for, for better or for worse, that's um, the world that we're living in. So any company can be caught off guard with a brand crisis. So 
social media and news can um, can actually be way ahead of corporates who are ending up playing catch up. And you know, we've obviously seen seen a lot of sort of working condition aspects um, sort of in the press um, in recent recent months, for example, within within retail. So. Um, you know what what we sort of look at in particular on the, the reputational side of things is you know how can we you know, how can we help organizations how can they limit the pending crisis by knowing what's happening and how can you actually alert an organization um, so that they've actually got that holistic view of everything that's going on that could impact their brand reputation so you know again another example that we that, that we've seen seen through the COVID um, pandemic is whether um, customers are in stores, whether they're all following masks and, you know, the, the, the responsibility for enforcement of that. And, you know, that's, that's the sort of thing that, that, that has real, real swift, uh, real swift impact, you know, PPE wearing, all the sort of things that we've seen, you know, that we just want to help. Um, and we, we see that organisations have the opportunity using real-time information to get ahead of those sorts of things before they do go viral. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think we we've all seen examples of perhaps uh, people tweeting or Instagramming photos um, of scenarios and retailers in particular where queuing perhaps hasn't been quite as social distance as it is. It might have been, or as you mentioned, uh, mask wearing hasn't been enforced as strongly as it might have been. And people, um, you know, very rightly um, pointing out that they don't feel comfortable or safe in that environment and alerting the, the retailer or the head office, as it were, and um, to the fact that they, they need to step in and, you know, reinforce those regulations. So, yeah, really important um, reputational point there. So you mentioned this earlier, and, and this is something I'd really like to come back to It's about supply chain disruption and um, you know at the moment we're looking at retailers if they have for example supply chains which reach into India um, and they're obviously um, really suffering at the moment with a huge surge in the pandemic and in coronavirus cases um, that's obviously going to have an impact on suppliers uh, within that supply chain and it's it's affecting uh, UK retailers um, and, and retailers around the world. When it comes to supply chain disruption what role can real-time information play in a retailer's response and preparedness for this kind of thing. Yeah, it's um, yeah again lot, lots lots going on, and actually you know we'll talk about supply chain, but I think yeah, the real time information will help help an organisation in whatever the crisis is, um, and then it will help them make better decisions. So um, I mean you've just you've just talked there about India, which you know is obviously very very devastating to look at what's happening, and organisations are having to respond. You know we've seen recently in the last few months with Suez Canal be closed um, due to the ship getting stuck and actually you know having real-time information you know shipping has been rerouted um, we've seen border controls come in and out between the UK and France and elsewhere um, due to Brexit, Covid you know obviously there's been a, a lot of a lot of change there so you know what in particular for anyone who's global um, the value of real-time information is just priceless so it will help it will help in the um, you know movement, change in their shipping, make decisions about you know whether you air freight, whether you uh, whether you reroute, how do you actually handle things through COVID? We've seen real time information actually be invaluable to um, to organisations, helping them make decisions about where they just hold their stock. So rather than holding them in warehousing on distribution centres, moving them closer to market, and trying to anticipate. When a country might be shutting a, a border so that's kind of big picture from a global point of view 
The other way that real-time information is um, sort of interesting for a retailer is um, is a very, very local, local point of view. As things unfold, you have a breaking event, um, whatever the source of that is. So being able to help make, make decisions. So yeah, what, whatever it is, um, you know, we just see that organizations really benefit from having relevant, up-to-date information um, so that we can we can help close the gap between what could be a risk, an emerging risk, actually uh, evolving into a crisis. Yeah, absolutely. And um, really, really important points there. And, and when we look towards the future, um, hopefully beyond the end of this pandemic and the end of this crisis, um, how could data platforms help to inform wider business strategy through better use of, let's say, market intelligence and, and to build operational resilience in that way? Yeah, so we've talked about a number of, um, you know, a number of sort of ways and a number of uh, operational risks and how important it is that uh, the decision makers at the front line actually have the information that they need. And as the world, as the world changes, you know, real time information, that, that, that world is evolving. So, um, you know, quite, quite interesting for, for your listeners to, to know, we have around 150,000 plus and growing, growing daily data sources that integrate into our real time alerting platform. 95% of those didn't exist in 2009. So, you know, you talk about data platforms constantly having to stay ahead. You can just think in 10 years, you know, we're expecting the majority of uh, of data sets that are going to exist and the publicly available um, information in 10 years, you know, we're probably, you know, the majority of those we probably won't, won't, won't have in place today. So again, you know, as we've talked about, in order to sort of understand what's happening uh, with your information as things evolve, give those decision makers clear line of sight into stuff that um, situations that are developing, we just want to make sure that they can stay ahead with real-time information. And interestingly, when we talk about real-time information, it, it can be really broad. You know, we real-time, we ingest, um, you know, only publicly available information sources, uh, but those are social media, those are information centers, those are blogs, those are the deep webs. It's extraordinary how much information that's out there. And in order to uh, be able to absorb all of that, you need the right technology architecture in place. So yeah, I think the um, the future for retailers is going to be uh, really, really fascinating. Yeah, it's, it's a very exciting time, I think, structurally, but also just in terms of the amount of information that's out there and the way in which information sources such as social media platforms are changing the, the nature of, of retail and how people engage with retailers and do their shopping. So, yes, uh, it's, it's a really exciting time. And, um, you know, the next few years, I think, are going to be um, one, well, some of, of the most sort of disruptive but also innovative years for retail and um, so so unfortunately we've come to time now but if our listeners would like to learn any more about data miner where can we send them um so we'd be um delighted to hear from any of your listeners hannah so all the information that um, that they would need is on our website which is dataminer.com brilliant and there are more links to industry specific microsites from data miner which can be found at the bottom of the page if you're listening to this podcast on the retail systems website and if you're listening on another channel and um, simply visit the retail systems website and you can find them at the bottom of the data miner podcast page there thanks so much for your time today helen it's been fantastic having you on retail in focus the retail systems podcast and we look forward to welcoming you back to another episode very soon super thanks for having me hannah and uh, look forward to that brilliant thanks so much helen